Uh, we're talking with uh, Derek Ting, who is the writer, producer, and actor in in this film, Super Capitalist. Why why did you write this film? Um, well, I'm an actor by trade, and uh, I started out acting um, after 9/11. I was there in New York, and um, I felt like uh, life was too short not to pursue what you want to do. So uh, uh, I started. I started pursuing it, but then I quickly found there's not enough opportunities, so I got into filmmaking, um, and then I ended up moving to Hong Kong as a CNN producer, and uh, uh, by, by gaining these filmmaking skills, and then uh, at that point, I felt I still wanted to do acting, so I um, started writing treatments to uh, different film ideas that I had, and uh, Super Capitalist, I felt, was uh, very strong. Uh, the been nothing been done in Asia from a financial standpoint, and no one had really linked the two cities. So, um, so yeah, I just once that happened, I started writing with the idea that uh, you know I wanted to make a movie, do something big, and be able to have a part in it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very powerful because, like you said, I've never seen anything that really captures this from uh, the perspective of people in Hong Kong. And uh, why did you? Um, did you did you uh, you you did watch some of the other films that were made about Wall Street, right? Oh yeah, I've watched almost every financial movie out there. I've done a lot of research. Uh, you know, I've seen even a lot of Hong Kong movies as well. Um, so I definitely wanted to um, you know get it right and not do something different. So there's stuff that I liked though about the other finance movies that I definitely wanted to include, but then you know give our own kind of spin to it right and did you um did you actually were you actually from hong kong before or from u.s or what i'm from the u.s i was born in new york so i was born and raised and then uh, my parents are from the philippines actually they're chinese but they're oh yeah 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 that's interesting so i really know connections or ties in yeah. hong kong that's uh yeah you know the people that i met but you know i'm from hong kong and uh actually i was wondering do you think it's really true people uh, have such attitudes towards outsiders as depicted in your film? It seemed very strong. Um, I, I mean, you know, uh, well, you have this character, Connor, who's kind of sort of merged into this world to work for his company. Um, and, you know, he thrives on a lot of American Western principles. Um, and I think, uh, you know, anybody who who goes head-to-head with uh, a culture that's uh, different, that has a different way of doing things, um, there's always going to be some sort of um, clash. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I don't, I don't, I think, I think actually Asians are pretty welcoming yeah. to other cultures, for sure. Um, you know, Hong Kong is very diverse, it's very international, and there's a reason for it, because it's very facilitative of business from around the globe. So, but you just can't, I mean, you just, you just can't walk into somebody's neighborhood and start telling them what to do. Um, That's for sure. Yeah. yeah you're going to get, you're going to get, yeah. uh, you're going to run into some trouble no matter what. <laughs> I like the way you set up the two opposing uh, sides, I guess. This, uh, this uh, venture capitalist who just wants to make money and doesn't really know what's going on and, gets put in this situation and then you have uh, this woman who kind of humanizes him and 
you know, brings him back down to earth. And uh, so I thought, did you, uh, you wrote this before the collapse of the markets, but did, uh, how did that, how did you bring this kind of dichotomy in? Or why did you bring this dichotomy in? Why did I bring that Di- dichotomy, you know, between the oh, two okay. opposing uh, personalities, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, yeah, I wrote this one year before the global financial crisis. I wanted to tell a human story for sure. Um, you know, and ultimately it's, you know, the, the backdrop is, is finance and Asia and New York, but it's, it's a human story about this guy who, um, you know, he doesn't know what he wants. He, he's looking for a sense of belonging. Um, his family, uh, he's not very close to his family. Um, so when he is submerged into this world, um, you know, he's, he's like a lot of us, I think, looking for, uh, a very superficial success. Um, you know, and yeah, I, I think media kind of trains us, you know, kind of the lifestyle trains us to, to think that if you make a lot of money, you're going to be happy. But, um, you know, along the way, he made, he meets somebody who's kind of, um, you know, knows what she wants and knows what makes, you know, makes her happy. And that, and that influences Connor, the Connor, the main character to think a different way. You picked a, a Vietnamese American for that part. Uh, how did you pick her? Uh, Kathy Nguyen. Yeah, I mean, that was a really tough choice. Um, you know, working out in Asia, there's, there isn't a, an established, um, you know, it's not as established as Hollywood, I would say. So we're just really just looking for the best actor and a person that would fit the role. So, I mean, it was a bit of a risk. Um, and we did, we did look at a lot of people in Hong Kong, but, um, it was really hard to find someone that was like kind of hard yet soft, I think. And, um, you know, Kathy came in and she read the lines and she, she really got it. I think, you know, she really got that character. So I think, you know, um, weighing, weighing all that out, you know, she really, uh, brought, brought something to the table that other actresses didn't. So, uh, um, yeah, so we ended up casting her. Yeah, I think uh, I'm biased, but you know, she's from UCI, and she worked. She actually worked downstairs. I'm calling from the UCI library, and she worked for us when she was a student here. So I'd known her many years for a, dec- a decade or so. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, she she works really hard. I mean, you yeah, can tell. and I you can tell. I mean, that's what I think. To make it in this business, you have to be have to have you know put in your time. You know, I, I've been doing this for a long time and you know I even as an actor that you know quit but came back to it and still like working on the craft and, and you know she's she's gone to Vietnam and done right. really well for herself and, yes uh, she continues to make herself better and I think that's that's how you get the best talent is if people put in their time so she's one of them yeah I think she's perfect in the role and uh, I had interviewed her for an earlier film she did and so I, uh, I've been following her career and I know she's won awards and stuff. And, uh, I just think it's, it's really interesting that you were able to get, uh, uh, pretty much, uh, kind of, uh, Asian, uh, cast also. Um, uh, did you, tr- you had trouble, right? Because the, f- the funding people, the, the money people didn't really want, uh, the lead actor to be Asian. They thought it would, be uh, 
go better without uh, without an Asian character in the lead. Yeah, I mean, I, well, my my investors have been very supportive. I think they all right. Really yeah, got it. your they, your investors, really, yeah. They really understood, um, but obviously, like you know, they you know they didn't have, um, you know, they didn't put in like this huge, gigantic budget that most movies most, most movies get because <clears throat> we did our movie for under half a million. The average indie film will do it for two to three, and that's like one location. We did three countries, making a movie called Super Capitalist. I mean, it was you know yeah, you know, looking you know any person would probably think that that's a huge risk to try to achieve a level of making a movie look like super capitalist for you know for a fraction of what most movies uh are made for so um but it had to be done i mean i think like for asians uh there's the burden of proof uh to show that if you if you put if you put an actor in that situation as a lead role in a prominent area then um people will come out and support it and they'll you know buy the tickets or uh, you know, rent, rent it on iTunes and cable VOD, which we're, you know, which we're fortunate to have. Oh, so uh, but that still yeah. yet to be proven. Um, right. Like, when's the last movie that you can think of with prominent Asians, you know, and in in even like a, a big blockbuster? I mean, right. I can't really even think of one offhand that there's been a couple. And then which ones have been successful? It's really hard to say. So, I, yeah, I told. 2012. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, really. This is uh, is this progress? <laughs> yeah. So they they were saying that if you had a white actor in your part, then they would be able to raise more money. The other investors. Well, when I you know honestly when we shopped it around in, in uh, Hollywood, uh, you know one per, one veteran producer said to me, you know you should you should change it to a Caucasian that is more recognized name, and you can raise a lot of money off of it. You know. Yeah, um, and that producer happened to be Asian American himself. So, huh. Wow! Um, you know, if you got your own community telling you that, and I think you know that's no fault of our own. It's just that many people have tried and many people have failed. Yeah. You know, where a lot of us are discouraged in doing it because Asian Americans just don't come out and support. Really, I mean, they're just they figure somebody they leave it to somebody else to do it. You know. Yeah, and were you worried about losing script control then? Um, not so much script control, rather than working with the right people who would represent the, the story correctly. Because I, I mean, it's yeah. a very dangerous thing to. I think an international movie like about Asia, not, not everyone's going to understand what it's like on both sides. So finding the right yeah. people, you know, and then you can you can get into a lot of headaches with just a lot of chefs thinking it should be one way or the other. So uh, I think more so that more so that just um, you know that's why. That's why if we wanted to do something like in this way, you know, um, this was really a prototype. This is like a, I think Super Capitalist is a proof of concept. Um, can, can we tell an international story, story with, um, Asians in prominent roles and can it be successful in the box office? Um, we'll find out after a little bit for our movie because <laughs> we're right. just coming out. <laughs> How about the, uh, the patriarch of this, uh, of this uh, family-owned uh, uh, corporation in Hong Kong, how did you locate him? I mean, like Richard Ang and Ken Tung. The uh, the father, the father figure, the father, yeah. The, yeah. the CEO, right? Donald. That's like Donald. Yeah. Tung Richard Ang. Yeah, and the um, yeah. He knew the, the director. Brother. 
we were looking for that role, and um, he, uh, we actually had him come in to read, which was not a very nice thing to do for a veteran actor who's been in 80 films and really famous. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, we had to be sure, because he's, you know, Richard Eng is an awesome actor, but uh, he's, um, he's known as the comedy dean um, out in Asia. So, um, but when we saw him, you know, and had him read and how how well he knew exactly what the character was about, uh, we knew, like, oh, this is the guy. So just just to be sure, because I think, you know, especially since we're out here, people are going to people are gonna look, you know, this Richard Eng represents the big families of Hong Kong. So we just wanted to make sure we get it right, and I think he did an awesome job doing it. How about the uh, so the the other actors in the in the film? Did you you find them mostly in Hong Kong then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's not as big industry in Hollywood. So uh, we looked at we we just we just put the word out. Um, there's there's a theater community out there. Yeah. There are some indie people working on films, but it really isn't that developed. Um, so we just tried to find the the best people for the parts and try to cast them well and you know and also kind of give artists too that are out there a shot at um, you know a feature film I think a lot of people really wanted it and that's what we wanted to do too was really start you know we want to develop artists out in Asia because that's where we think the stories are being like new stories are being developed yeah yeah how about uh, the the other uh how about the openings around the country and in in Asia? Are you able to get into big theaters there? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're one of the first movies, I think, um, you know, with Asians in prominent roles to get such a wide distribution. We have a day and date distribution, which not many people understand, but it's it's pretty much a distribution deal that most indie filmmakers would die for. Uh, what, what so we're available it? in theaters. Cable VOD and iTunes, um, and this type of deal, it's very prominent. Like you know, when you go to let's say the Time Warner, uh, we're in we're one of maybe ten titles uh, listed. You know, um, you mean people so, can watch online too? Yeah, well, you can watch it on Amazon and Blockbuster, Vudu, all those things. Where all of it was uh, set up to be launched on August 10th, which it did. Uh, and then we're actually available globally on iTunes in 16 countries. Uh, search dollar sign S. Um, and then, so the rollout strategy, because it's, you know, a, it's more of a, uh, prominent video on demand strategy, we're rolling out in, in theaters across the country. We've, um, we were in New York right. on August 10th, then we went to DC, then we were in San Francisco at the Landmark, uh, and then here we are at the Lem- Lemley, uh, NoHo opening up. Uh, tomorrow. Why? Why didn't you open in Orange County? Um, you, you do ten markets for day and date. Um, we are. I think we are doing a screening, like a satellite screening in Arcadia, but it'll be one night. Oh. Um, but obviously, you know, if there's if there's a lot of demand, then we would definitely open up more. But um, you know, we have to prove ourselves. I think uh, Asians have to prove themselves to, see, to say, like, hey, this is the type of content they want to see. They want to see, um, they want to see their faces on screen in uh, sophisticated roles um, in quality movies that look like blockbusters. I think that's, you know, that's what we were going for. It was a solid movie that has 
all the makings of what you would do in a big budget film done for an indie budget. Because I th- I think it's uh, you know with Kathy being uh, from Orange County, I think she would actually draw uh, some of the Vietnamese uh, community and other Asian American community to her film uh, also. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have this thing called Tug. Um, so, and, and the life of our kind of uh, rollout is is a long period period of time, and you know it, it goes till October thirtieth. And then it, it goes to actually regular pricing, which is beyond that. So if oh. anybody wants to do a screening in OC, let us know on our website, supercapitalist.net. They can go, they can, um, they can request a screening through Tug at any major theater. Um, there's already been a number of markets that, that have been requested, like Atlanta, White Plains has been done. Um, we had a really great turnout. Chicago, uh, Seattle, we're doing September 6th. So hopefully somebody, uh, who wants to see this type of content will just, Organize it and uh, and have it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, great. H- how did you get uh, get the Mark Patterson character to uh, to play in your film in the film? Linus Roach. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's an amazing actor. He's been in Batman Begins, Law and Order. Uh, you know, he's done controversial movies, Golden Globe nominee, uh, RFK. Yeah. Um, I met him three to four years ago. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we, we were just talking, and I was at, at that time I had, you know, I had the script. Um, so uh, I sent it over to him, and then he, uh, you know, we talked about him doing doing a role, and I really saw him doing this hedge fund manager role, and uh, he liked the script, and we've become friends. So uh, he did it, and he supported us all along the way. I mean, the type of guy that didn't really have to do the movie, but ultimately yeah really saw what we're doing what we're trying to accomplish and he just got behind it 100 percent. he's a great man so yeah 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 he comes through in the film uh, i think he's really kind of solid character yeah oh man you know there's an opening monologue um that you you've seen right um, yeah that one is like five pages long like it's like five times longer than what we actually ended up showing <laughs> and he did it all in one take like, huh. yeah <laughs> like Perfectly too. It's just the man has skills, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what I liked. He, I, I felt like he, um, you know, uh, I think it was a risk that he had a similar look to, you know, let's say a Gordon Gecko. But um, you know, I think he was just so much of a good actor that he could add layers to this type of character, um, you know, and show him in different scenarios where, um, you know. Uh, we see his family. We see what he's like. Because I, I really wanted to show what hedge fund managers, you know, what hedge fund managers could be like um, to make them real and not just caricatures. How did you do the research for this? I read a lot of books. Hmm. Um, you know, hedge hunters, hedge hogging. Uh, these are like interviews with the big ones like Daniel Loeb and Carl Icahn. I read a lot of articles. I visited hedge fund places. Um, I had a lot of finance people read read our uh, scripts as well. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously watch the movies, uh, but, you know, really just try to create as much, uh, get as much information as possible and then put something together that I think, um, you know, really made sense. You said you were, you're making it available online as well. Does does that detract from people going into the audience or do you think it draws more people uh, into the theaters, say? 
Oh, well, I mean, the strategy, the strategy of simultaneously doing online as well as um, uh, theater kind of uh, screenings. How does that uh, work, actually? Well, I just think people are lazier. They don't want to go out to theaters. And this type of movie, I mean, we're not going to be able to get like a whole huge nationwide, you know, uh, release. We're yeah. going to get a limited release. So, <clears throat> you know, um, and I think it's a film that uh, specifically Asian Americans need to support. Uh, it's my hypothesis that if we made it easy enough for someone to get, yeah, that they would support it. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, I'm not sure. Still, I'm not sure about it. But yeah. I'm making that kind of, you know, hypothesis. <laughs> Do you, and, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, you know, like if you know, if there's 20 million Asian Americans in the U.S. and uh, you know, there's no excuse that you can't get our film. So if they just you know, and we made it so easy, like you don't have to even leave in your leave, leave your home to watch it. So, but I don't know. I don't know whether Asian Americans care enough. Still, like maybe they don't care to see themselves. Do they? Um, or do they? But I, I think they do. So I made the bet. I've gone through six years of work, <laughs> uh, and I made it as easy as possible for somebody to watch it. So hopefully they will. Well, uh, you... and if we all do it, it's only like seven bucks. Yeah, we all did it. I mean, you can imagine, like. What's the math? Seven bucks times twenty million people—that's one hundred forty million bucks. That what? would totally, that would totally make people wake up and say, oh, "Hold on a second, these guys have a market." Holy cow! And then you can see that what the ripple effect would be. It would be like more yeah. movies, where, uh, for sure. Were you afraid uh, of piracy? Um, I don't think you can be afraid of it because it's just—I think it's a part of a part of a. Uh, uh, a part of it. I hope people won't because they're not doing anybody a favor for sure. I mean, yeah, okay, great. You're saving, saving a few bucks, but you know, um, if you care to watch movies like this and want to support it, then you should go out and pay for it. I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind someone pirated it, watched it, liked it, and then paid for it. Like, that's fine too. But, you know, don't, you know, in, in our, in our case, we we need we need to spend money to show, um, you know, to to make a point. You, it's not all a labor of love, right? I mean, you it is a labor of love, but the actors had to be paid, right? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I took I took zero dollars for this, but um, everybody else got <laughs> paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone on my staff got paid. Yeah. Um, because I think artists. You know, deserve to get paid for their work. I mean, sure, obviously, yeah. we couldn't pay them full, you know, like huge salaries or anything. But um, you know, whenever you have that type of relationship, then at least you know that uh, it's it's being respectful for people's craft. Uh, are you yeah. going to the different venues of the open uh, where they open? Are you going to show up? Oh yeah, I'm going to be at the Q and like uh, so tomorrow. We're opening up the Limley NoHo. It's um, it's a great theater. It's really nice. And see it on the big screen. Um, you know, I'll be there for the Q and A, the seven o'clock screening. Um, and then on Saturday, I'll be, I'm doing a Q and A for the the four and the seven. And then on Sunday, I'm doing a two o'clock Q and A. So uh, we're going to every screening just to meet people to uh, gain support. So the cast, some of the cast will also, other cast will also be there. Yeah, yeah. One of our producers, Joyce Young, will be there. Um, you know, uh, she's very, very. 
very much in the uh, business strategy and investor relations and the operations and marketing of it. Um, and then uh, some of our other actors, uh, well, Kathy will be there for sure. Kathy will be there um, at the Friday and Saturday Q&As. Ah, good. And then um, Paul Sheehan and Rachel Tan, they're uh, other actors in the movie. They'll be there too as well. I thought it was a very kind of intelligent movie. It's more for, it seems to me, for uh, people who are th- uh, thinking people, you know, because it's really the dialogue actually is quite intelligent. Thanks. Well, I, I mean, you know, the, the core is a very simple story, so I think general audiences will get it. But I think if you're, yeah, if you're, you know, we wanted to make it a little bit smarter for other people because I think people are, much more intelligent now, especially with the internet and being able to look things up. If you didn't know something, you probably could Wikipedia it very easily, you know? Um, So I think that's that's an advantage that nowadays you can tell stories that uh, might push somebody, um, you know, on the intelligence factor for watching the movie. But also, I mean, I think anybody can watch it and get it as well. They may not get all the finance stuff, but they'll, you know, you could definitely understand the message and the, and, uh, you know, the, what what these human characters go through. I actually cried when I was watching the screener uh, when the the kid, you know, was, uh, you know, the kid in the movie, uh, something happened to the family. And so I, I really, it was pretty emotional, I thought, that scene. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry um, if I'm being too uh, emotional, but... Uh, <laughs> But no, it really struck me. I mean, that's what, I mean, uh, you know, as an actor, then I feel like, great. that's awesome, we did our job, you know, that's, we're, we want you to connect with the characters and then evoke emotion, that's what's, you know, that's, the, and then filmmaking process too, putting that all together and, um, you know, really trying to push that, that's, that's, that's really good for us, we like that, we like to, you know, we like to connect with our audiences, that's, you know. How did you find the kid for the movie? Um, he was, in, uh, he's a, you know, I think we had a casting director in Hong Kong and she, she put the word out to some kids who had done theater before. Ah. So, and then we, we saw like, you know, 10 to 20 kids and he was, he was the one that I think had the overall, um, had what it took. And then, it's, you know, what's nice, I think with, with child actors, you definitely want, good parents too his parents were really supportive and they brought him to Ted every day sure. and they liked us and we all got along and we were you know so it was a really healthy environment um, so it was nice you know he was a really good, a really good kid how, how old was he? I think he was about 11 or 12 um, at the time so and then um, yeah it's funny because he's kind of gone through his growth spurt now even more so I think he was even growing when we were when he was in the movie because he's just kept on getting taller and taller like dude you're getting too taller <laughs> too tall <laughs> um, yeah. but we, yeah it was like it really was like because we did reshoots for our movie as well um, and it was like well there's no way we could do a reshoot with him because he's just oh yeah a big guy now <laughs> yeah how how did how did you find this video game that he was playing about making money you know oh, the, we made that up that's oh yeah that's, that's great fictional. yeah that's great yeah that's fun yeah, uh, <laughs> and then he wanted I to play. Derek, uh, yeah, Derek Fong, our um, yeah, <laughs> our uh, VP. He he put together that graphic the, like the night before we're about to shoot. Actually, oh my gosh, wow! And <laughs> he, he yeah. like we're like really like 
sometimes, sometimes you know, we planned a lot of stuff, but sometimes, you know, you, you have, there's a lot of the, all these little details you have to put together. And that um, um, transition to stone, paper, scissors game, was that in the script? That was in the script. That was something I think um, Simon wrote in. I, you know, a lot of the bits, a lot of the comedic bits, which some, some of them work, some of them don't. Uh, you know, uh, Simon had to do that. I think he has a really good sense of humor. You know, uh, I think that was nice for our movie too. Like, I, we really did. Yeah, you know, I really didn't want it to be. I, I like movies. I think even like if you look back at the '80s and '90s, of there's movies that are have a serious tone to it, but then there's always like this nice right. comic relief, and we wanted that for the film. Sure, sure, yeah. And even uh, you see, uh, I understand that Kathy also flew. Is it flew in from Vietnam to do a another shoot? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a scene in there. There's a night market scene that we did, um, and uh, the reason why we, you know, we had her come in was because uh, I felt like the we needed we needed that scene to kind of complete the turn in their relationship where right. she starts liking him. Because in the beginning, she's really really cold to him, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, she she flew in, and I was, I was having a hard time writing that scene, so. She really helped me kind of throw out a lot of ideas about like how a woman would react, um, you know, what she thought and the things that she wanted to say. And then uh, I ended up writing that scene like in a day or so. And uh, we went to that market. We went back because we had been there before. Where, where was literally me? Sorry? Where was that in Hong Kong? Uh, that was the one. That was like Causeway Bay. Yeah. Sweat Market. Yeah. Oh. Right by Times Square. And she actually spoke. In the movie, she speaks a few words in Cantonese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says "goi." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, I thought it was c- kind of neat that you some of the characters you're making fun of the Connor character um, in the script. I guess he he's told to speak something, and it's actually a swear word. So uh, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people laugh during that scene, especially if you understand Cantonese. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're like, "Oh no, what's going to happen to this? What's going to happen?" You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a funny one. You know. Uh, yeah, I think it would actually be a hit among uh, Hong Kong Chinese, definitely here. And I've already told a bunch of people, my friends, and uh, the first thing they ask is, "Is it an independent film?" So there's some kind of, uh, you know. They're more kind of, you know, won over by blockbusters, I guess. But so it needs word of mouth, I guess. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, that's um, that's why with this film, I know it's it's considered an indie film. But, um, you know, I think the style we went for was for a blockbuster style. Yeah, it know? seemed much bigger than a, indie, a typical indie film, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, you know, it's our belief that most people, uh, you know, even a- Asians and non-Asians, like the time that they have is uh, really to only watch the big ones. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why we felt, well, if we're going to make a movie that needed to prove, um, you know, prove something, then, then we're going to make it in that style because uh, that's, what, that's what general audiences go for. Right. And they want to be uh, entertained. And so yeah, in, a, in yeah. a large way, yeah, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's very hard to make somebody seek out, um, you know, a movie that's not a that's not a blockbuster style. It's just it's just extra work to do that. 
and a lot of people don't want to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're busy. Yeah. I get it. I mean, they're busy, and they, they, uh, sure. they have their lives. So, but if, so if you can make it easy, like, we wanted to just make it easy for people to, to watch our film, to get it, and then the style, like, all those things, I think, add up. What was There's the no excuses? <laughs> was that um, big? Uh, I mean, was the company uh, that you focused on in Hong Kong was that modeled after any real company, like shipping magnet or some other? Uh, big, oh yeah, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> you probably know. But yes. I don't want to say because I don't want to like. You know, there were several companies. There's one in particular though. Yeah, that I, and there's uh, a and the media actually has a lot of, you know, current focus on some of these. I mean, many, many families there have the dirty laundry out exposed, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a very, I mean, it's very common for the big families to have a shipping, uh, shipping, like, that's how they, that's how most big conglomerates started was out of shipping, because Hong Kong's a shipping town, um, you know, and a lot of them are family-run, there's usually, like, you know, lot, they have a lot of brothers, um, so, and oh, many of them actually even study abroad, too. That's why I think, um, you know, Kenneth and Richards kind of show that, that they have an uh, international flavor. Um, but, uh, yeah, we did. I did not model after Sung Hong Gay, by the way. But yeah. you know about that scandal that happened right. three months ago. I, right. I didn't, I didn't, that, that I was not planning. <laughs> <laughs> but that happened. <laughs> you cause events, <laughs> like in the yeah, film. Yeah, we create events, right, yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh because I was thinking it must be weird to, I mean, to have, I mean, do you feel like you're li reliving being in Hong Kong by uh, being in this movie? Or is it very different from your experience in Hong Kong? How, how do you see it? The, mo the movie you, or? Yeah, the movie. Do you feel like you're, that people can kind of experience what it was like for a, a venture capitalist or whatever? Uh, to I, be in I Hong Kong. I think so. I think so. I think, um, you know, to an outsider, no one has ever been to Hong Kong. You might feel like some of it's a little bit unrealistic, even. Yeah. Because when I moved there, I felt like some of the conversations that people had, the way they thought about things, um, especially, you know, expats and their, you know, becoming materialistic, I think that that was hard for me to really understand and grasp. Yeah. But if you've been to Hong Kong, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's the interesting thing. It, it really depends on the person, if they've seen it or not. If not, then, that you know, just know that this is a window into that world. Because I've lived there. I mean, I wouldn't put something on screen that I didn't think was realistic. It's like a rat race, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, what's interesting is, like, I, what I find is um, even... Um, you know, I I didn't think that like a expensive handbag or expensive watch was that important. But when you're there, you yeah. feel that way. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, uh, I don't think it's like that in New York as much. You didn't you actually. F yeah, I mean, right now there's a lot of people from China in Hong Kong uh, who spend a lot of money, buy a property, and you know, go go buy bags and stuff. But the you didn't focus on that. You were focusing on this kind of. Uh, smaller group of uh, uh, venture capitalists and whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't focus on that, but I think that's the mentality, you know? Yeah. But the mentality is very easy to convey that, uh, you know, how you how you dress, uh, sure. you know, what, what kind of car you drive, uh, your background and 
how much money you have. There's a hierarchy. I think those those things are very apparent when you move there and you see it. Did yeah. you ha- do you have to rent the cars, or how how did you get those pricey cars to drive around in? Oh, I mean, you know, we've been, uh, you know, if we had the money to rent them, that'd be great. But we had really good people who asked <laughs> for favors. Oh yeah. So like that Bentley was like that's like was like more than our budget <laughs> the cost of <laughs> one car. Oh yeah, sure. I was like, please do not crash that car, please do not, because we're, we're dead. We're totally dead if you do. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. the, the jet, the jet we got sponsored um, here in New York, um, oh. so we didn't have to pay. We didn't have to pay anything for that, which was great. You know, it adds a bit of production value. How about the this whole issue about gender, um, the gen, the way women are treated in that film? It seemed, uh, except for Kathy's role, it seemed like. Most of the women there were just to uh, satisfy the the male hormones. There, it seemed. <laughs> is that is that really true among this crowd of people? Um, I mean, I you know anybody knows living out there that um, you know there's definitely. Well, first of all, like the number of women to men is the ratio is uh, not very good for a woman to living in Hong Kong. That's the honest truth. Um, so guys have it pretty good out there. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still, I I think, you know, that's why, but we want to show the contrast of that with Natalie. I think that, that was important. You have to show both sides. You can't just show the strong woman and then, um, the choice is, you know, the choice is a lot more difficult when I think a lot of guys are into that, you know, I mean, let's not be, let's be honest with ourselves. Um, but, but then I think most guys then realize, like, that's not what they want as well, too. So, but you have to present that, um, and that's the case, you know. But, it, you know, I think even we, we, we kind of toned down the debauchery, actually, honestly. There's not even any nudity in our film, you know. Right, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty, so we, I, I yeah. thought it was toned down. It's totally toned down. Yeah, it's pretty low key, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about the, uh, did you consider making a woman the matriarch of the company? Yeah, actually, originally I had written in some, um, like, the wife of uh, Donald, like, was in the movie as well. Uh. Um, I think, I think um, you know, I would have loved to show more of that, but then, uh, you know, we're, I was writing a thriller. Yeah. And um, the thing is, you can't, you can't go down to, you can't show everybody. That's the problem. You That's know? true, yeah. So I really tried to show enough, but you can't. You can't, uh, you know, that's that's a difficult part. It, it, it becomes very dangerous for the storytelling if you try to develop every character to the, you know, to every degree and then introduce too many characters because you just, it loses its impact. Um, the most important thing was to really show Connor, his development, and then his arc, and then how he resolved. Like, that, that's what everything revolved around, and that's how, uh, that's how we're able to complete the story. And did you um, did you mind being the actor, or you wanted to be the actor? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely wanted to because that was my first passion. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but I, I was definitely not so sure that I could do it. Ah. So um, I had to, you know, I I trained, I had a coach, um, I you know wrote my notes. And, 
you know, and I, I, I had, you know, I had to have some breakthroughs. I had breakthroughs with my coach to make me feel like, okay, I could do this. Um, if I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, I would not have because it's just too much to risk. But I realized, though, like, you know, somebody's going to have to work hard at it. It's going to be me. I'll work hard for it. So that's why I ultimately ended up doing it. Were you working for CNN at the time, or had you already uh, stopped no, working? No, I had left CNN. So uh, I left CNN um, to start. So I was working. I left CNN to for another for another job that I felt was less demanding creatively. Uh, so that's when I started writing the treatments. So I was like at another job where I was kind of like managing um, a, a creative consultancy, but I wasn't like the one always thinking of every single creative. Because that's what that's when I was at CNN, I was doing that. Like I would do the print ads, I would do the promos, I would like write, I would write the copy, I would edit, I would do a lot of the art direction, all that stuff, all the different things. And when you're thinking creatively all the time, there's never any energy left to write your own stuff. It's just impossible. Right, right, right. So, what are your plans now after this film? Uh, do, do you plan to go back to Asia or stay stateside? Or um, I'm definitely keeping it open, but there's like. Um, three three projects that I'm very passionate about that I'm working on right now. Oh. Um, I'm gonna go like you know we did this for very little money and uh, I'm gonna go after a bigger budget on the next one for sure. I'm gonna go after a uh, you know a, a big budget film because I think we've definitely learned you know end to end how it works um, and how to put out a quality product and you know I I only I think that we can only get better. This is just. This is pretty much a movie that I think is is solid. We can we can do better for sure. So I'm going to apply all those all the techniques and lessons that I've learned to the next one. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's thank you. Excellent. Uh, you know, uh, portrayal of this whole uh, kind of money grabbing uh, culture, I guess. Yeah. And so Thanks. I'm pretty I impressed. Yeah. And it made me understand what was going on. I mean, I, I really didn't know what they were doing. You know, from reading the news, I didn't know really how this happened. And uh, so it's really, I think it uh, makes it more understandable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Then. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you okay. very much for your time. Thank you for your support. Hopefully people will watch it. It's out on cable VOD, iTunes, globally, 14 countries, your stars on S. Great. Yeah. And I will post it online. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, Dan. Appreciate Bye -bye. your time. Thank you. Bye.